piece of shit. Three, two, one, go. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Countdown to Geek Town. My name's Eric. Here with my co-host, Jesse. That's me. Countdown to Geek Town! Please edit it out. Welcome back to another episode of Countdown to Geek Town. My name is Eric, and with me is nobody. Uh, Jesse's moving this week, and uh, I said I'd take care of it. So, you know, he's trying to get all packed up and moved. We moved all his big stuff, furniture and stuff, uh, Saturday. So, should be back to a regular episode next week, and I think we're going to do Black Panther. So, uh, it's probably be a short one. But I'm going to try to do like a normal episode, do some news news notes. Uh, I want to talk about Labyrinth, since we actually didn't do it last week. And our little switcheroo, 100th episode. And then uh, I'm going to do a top five actors performing, or sorry, singers performing in movies. So, uh, let's see what we got. They are making a full-length follow-up movie. To the 2015 short Kung Fury. Uh, the director, David Sandberg, will return, and he also was the lead actor in it. He will ret- also return to star alongside Michael Fassbender and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, <clears throat> And uh, Arnold's going to play the American president, I believe it said. So, um, If you haven't seen the, the short, I think it's about 30 minutes, something like that. Check it out, it's really funny. Um, Big throwback to like 80s big time. A lot of video game references. Just, just a weird uh, movie in general. Uh, I think Hasselhoff's in it. Uh, I know Jesse's talked about it before. And I know he's really big on it. He likes it a lot. <clears throat> so check it out. And I didn't get a release date though. So we'll see. Uh, Firefly will continue in book form. Uh, they have three books planned so far. The first one is called Firefly Big Damn Heroes uh, by Nancy Holder. It'll come out in October this year. The second one's called Firefly The Magnificent Nine by James Lovegrove in March of next year. And the third one's called Firefly Genef- Generations by Tim Lebon. And it comes out in October of next year. Um, they're supposed to be, I believe, canon with the series... But I don't know when they're uh, actually going to be in the timeline. As far as, like, is it after the Serenity movie or whatever. 
but they are actual books and not uh, graphic novels like we've already gotten before. I think there's already a Big Damn Heroes graphic novel. So we'll have to check those out and see how they are. There's never been any Firefly books I know of. So next I have uh, Fangoria Magazine is returning. Um, I think it was last year they stopped publication. And it was resurrected courtesy of the Texas-based entertainment company Cinestate, who produced um, Bone Tomahawk and Brawl and Cell 99. So they're actually going to return with physical copies. It's not going to just be a digital thing. And I think it's something we really need to embrace. You know, more bring not bringing back, but just embrace the few magazines. Uh, physical copy magazines and stuff like that that we have because it's, it's a dying medium but I get tired of reading everything digital because you don't know what to trust at least when it's published on print you feel like they put a little bit more behind it as far as checking stuff maybe not you know it just feels that way to me I have to trust stuff I read and uh, with my own two hands than something I just clicked on and read it or something so then I have I've seen a bunch of different estimates, but this one said Black Panther made an estimated 192 million. I've seen like 201, and I've also seen 210, which is this one 192 is the second highest gro grossing for a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie ever. Uh, reviews are good. I've seen, I mean, the worst I've seen is essentially it's like it's being overrated just because it's like a black superhero and people are. Raising up because of that. That's like the worst reviews I've seen for it. I've seen lots of really, really good ones. Um, but I look forward to seeing it next week. Or at least recovering next week. So, we will see. I know the people I've talked to that myself have seen it all really loved it. So, there's a couple of small notes. So I own the bigger ones, but... Um, they're kind of rumor stuff, and we don't really know anything about it. I thought I'd at least throw it out there and then maybe talk about it next week more with Jesse. But it's rumored now that, uh, oh shit, Zack Snyder was fired from Justice League instead of resigned or stepped back because of the whole his daughter suicide. And he was actually fired because the rough cut was unwatchable. Um, but it's just a rumor. But then now I, I see that, um, uh, I think it's Siren Hines, who played the villain in the movie, was saying that uh, his version, Zack Snyder's version, was much better. Which, you know, supposedly there's not even a whole Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder version. So it's all speculation and rumors. Uh, we might hear more in the future, but I'll wait to see what Jesse thinks about that. Um, and the last note I have is. Chris Pratt's starring uh, in uh, Cowboy Ninja Viking, which we talked about, but it actually begins filming this summer in Berlin. I've not read this uh, comic, but I do have it. I just hadn't got into it yet. Um, I think it was a guy who has like split personality. One's a ninja, one's a cowboy, one's a viking, obviously. It's, I think he was part of like a some kind of like scientific... Or not scientific. Some kind of like an experiment thing where they're using people with multiple personalities to fight crime or whatever. And I think all of them get loose and they're all crazy and he has to go after them. So 
something like that. Uh, it's directed by Michelle McLaren, who's never directed a movie as far as I see. But she's done, she's done some good TV shows. I mean, she did like 13 episodes of Breaking Bad, so, um, and X-Files. Some of the, uh, 2002 episodes, so she did 46 of those, so. We'll see how that turns out. It looks, you know, at least it's, a, it's something new we haven't seen already. <clears throat> Uh, moving on to some trailers. I'm not going to touch on the Super Bowl ones. I was going to wait and see if Jesse wanted to go over those. Because we never did get a chance to do that. Uh, but some of the ones that dropped this week were Cobra Kai. Which is... It's like it's... I don't... Said nowadays... Uh, Danielson and Johnny are now in... I think it was, it was like rival... Karate Studios. Johnny's bringing back the Cobra Kai... Something like that. Uh, the, the trailer doesn't show much. It just says coming soon to RedTube. Oh, sorry. RedTube. Good lord. YouTube Red. So, um, we'll see. It looks, it looks good. I, I like the Karate Kid movies, at least the first two. So, The second trailer is Incredibles 2. Uh, it looks like it's... Superheroes are now illegal, at least at the beginning of it. And then there's somebody trying to bring them back. Uh, it looks like the lead, Mr. Incredible, becomes like a stay-at-home mom or dad. So it's kind of like Mr. Mom meets the Fantastic Four. He's at home while she goes out and fights crime. And he's keeping everything going. It's all right. Uh, the Incredible is one of the best, I think, Pixar movies. I think it was Pixar. So... And then last we have a series of unfortunate events, season two. It debuts March 30th. Uh, the series is all right. The first one, I, I, I like the, the the look of it and everything better. But no Patrick Harris just feels like no Patrick Harris to me. Or at least Jim Carrey. I mean, he still felt like Jim Carrey, but he, he seemed to, all the different characters he played to me, I thought he did a better job of them. I always hear Neil Patrick Harris and he's talking. So, and that's all I have. So I'm gonna get into this movie. TriStar Pictures announces the collaboration of three extraordinary talents: Jim Henson, creator of the Muppets, and Dark Crystal. Oh! Where you go with a head like that? Hmm? George Lucas, creator of the Star Wars saga. And one of the most innovative forces in modern entertainment, David Bowie. <laughs> Together, they will take you into a dazzling world of fantasy and adventure. There's nothing to be afraid of. A world where anything seems possible. And nothing is what it seems. Everything I've done, I've done for you. I move the stars for no one. You. The world of Labyrinth.
Labyrinth was released June 27, 1986, directed by Jim Henson. Stars David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, and Toby Froud, who's the baby. Uh, his dad is Brian Froud, who did a lot of the concept art for this movie, and I think like uh, The Dark Crystal, something like that. Had a budget of $25 million and it was a flop. It grossed only $12.7 in the U.S. So, um, but it, it took off with, as a cult hit later on. I think we've crossed now 30 years since this came out. It's one of my favorite movies. I grew up watching it. I mean, I remember, I, st I think I still have the tape that we watched, which was recorded off of like, HBO or something, and it literally was just a blank tape that, it was, I know it was my aunt's, and it just said Bowie, and a little stick-on letters across the end of it, and I knew that was, <clears throat> you know, I know what we're watching, and it was, it, I just love the movie, it's great, I love the puppetry and all that, the practical effects, I know it said, it, the, the animated owl at the beginning of it, let me find it. The owl in the title sequence is computer generated the first attempt at a photorealistic CGI animal character in a feature film. And you can tell because it looks horrible. It's probably the, it's easily the worst effect in the movie to me. Um, but it's not even in the movie. It's literally in the title sequence. So it's, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter. Now the movie, I mean, it opens with Jennifer Connelly who plays Sarah out in the park, she comes, you know, she's like reciting a play or something, it's boring, uh, but she goes home, her mom's just an evil, or her stepmom is an evil stepmom, she's kind of the villain to her, but she's completely reasonable, you know, it's, to me, Sarah is one of the most annoying people in the movie, I, she doesn't take me out of it at all, but I don't have any love for her, it's the other characters in the movie that I love, but she's left to babysit, her parents go out, and she recites some, I don't know if she's making it up or if it's a story she's trying to remember, but she's reading it to her little baby brother and essentially saying there's a goblin king, come take my baby my baby brother away so I don't have to deal with him. And you see, it's going back and forth with the, the goblins and like a talking head type thing. <clears throat> and... They're like, you know, is she, that's not the word. She's not even saying it right. You know, it's it's really funny. But it's also one of the creepiest scenes in the movie. Because, like, after that, she starts hearing everything. You see these little shadows and stuff running around the background. And then the doors the burst open. And an owl flies in. And then becomes David Bowie in all his glory. Uh, it's the first time I've ever seen David Bowie in anything. Probably first time I ever saw David Bowie, period. Uh, it's weird. Their, their choice of, you know, like the, it was like a glam rocker slash fantasy person. Uh, I do, I do like it though. Uh, it's just a weird choice with the whole thing. And then the, the whole riding pants bulge thing is weird, but overlooked that. And it's, it's great. Um, from there he takes her, gives her, I think 12 hours or something to, get to the center of the labyrinth to get her baby brother back and then she goes she, she meets a uh, cast of characters on the way that help her like Hoggle Ludo Sardidimus which are my favorite those three are my favorite people in the in the movie they crack me up um they're all puppets 
I think um, Hoggle is a combination of puppetry and a little person in a suit. Uh, which I know they they <clears throat> found later on, found him in the, I think it's in Atlanta, there's a place where you can go and get luggage. Like people, unclaimed, unclaimed baggage, I think so it's called. And they found that puppet there like completely destroyed pretty much and somebody bought it and I think it's still there. Maybe they took it and restored it. Not very well, but I think he's still there at that place. Um, I, I think it was two years ago with my wife and my friend Ben, who's been on this episode, or on one episode. We went to Atlanta, Georgia, where they have a puppet museum. And last year was the 30th anniversary, I believe, of Labyrinth. And they had a Labyrinth exhibit there. And it was really cool. They had a lot of the puppets, some of the costumes and stuff restored some of it was restored uh and then they also have just a bunch of like, uh, muppet stuff sesame street stuff there it's really cool if you if, if you've been living around atlanta georgia check it out it's a i'm just talking puppet museum uh the rest of the movie is her and her group of friends trying to get to the center of the labyrinth and then she gets there um uh, she i don't know that I don't really the like I said the, my favorite part of the movie is her with her character characters trying to get to the center. Once she gets there, it's okay. They're they're like an MC Escher type drawing. It looks like almost where it's just all upside down staircases and stuff in every direction, and she's chasing him through, trying to get to. She's trying to chase Toby to get to him, or the baby. I forget what his name in the movie is. Oh. But once she gets there. When she gets him, uh, or right, right about the time she gets to him, David Bowie shows up and starts chasing her, and then he tries to talk her into being his queen, which is kind of creepy because she's like 15. And then she starts, this to me is probably the second worst part of the movie. It's just, she starts reciting back this book she had at the beginning, the very beginning of the movie that she's reciting, and she can never remember this one line, but this time she remembers it. You have no power over me. And everything falls apart. She goes back into her home. Uh, and then she's back there with Toby. And it seems like everything's just like it never happened. And she's almost kind of sad because all her friends are gone. And then all of a sudden they're, they're mm -hmm. in her room with her. And they throw like a big party. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it justice. It's, it's, I love the movie so much. Um, Strong points for me. The top, the best points in the movie. David Bowie is great as this weird Goblin King. Uh, the songs are good. They're catchy. I still remember them. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're they're catchy. I like them. Uh, the puppetry is awesome. The only other part to me that really looked bad was there's these things called fireys who can pull their heads and arms off, and you can see if you don't have I don't know the the copy I have. You can literally see the people in black suits behind them moving their arms and legs around. It was, a, you know, like a green screen type thing. And it just didn't, it wasn't filmed well, but the main cast of, uh, supporting cast, which is Hoggle, like I said, those three are great. Even it, the bad goblins are good. You know, there's literally hundreds of goblins through the whole place. And they're, they're just funny. They're fun. It's a fun movie. Kind of creepy at the beginning. Kind of creepy at the end. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Sarah, she's okay. She's just 
kind of a whiny little kid, you know, about like every other 15, 16 year old chick. Um, everything's, you know, the parents are the worst. I mean, every, I mean, I mean, chick is 15 year old and 16 years are the worst. The world, everything's unfair. She said that a hundred times in the movie, but, uh, <clears throat> but if you've never seen it, <laughs> definitely check it out. It's, I guess it's a musical. I mean, they're singing in it, but it's not singing to the whole thing. You know, they're not singing their words. It's just breaks out in song every now and then. Uh, I give it a 10 out of 10, but it's a heavy nostalgia. I've watched it. I went, I think last year for the 30th anniversary, saw it in theaters with my wife and Ben again. And I still love it. You know, it has a really strong fan following now, the cult following. Uh but it's definitely a heavy, heavy nostalgia uh, 10. So I guess I'll get on to my top five acting performances by singers. Uh, it's, it's, I did this fast. I was I forgot all about my top five. And it's it, it, was, it was quickly done. That's all I'm going to say. Um, my number five, and I, there's been plenty I haven't seen. But anyway, my number five, Dwight Yoakam. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Crank's what I put it for. I really that movie's really fun. It's it's a weird movie. We never seen it. Um, Jason Statham has to keep his heart rate going to stay alive. Kind of like speed, but with your body, I guess. He's uh, he. <laughs> He does like uh, jumper cables on him and takes drugs and stuff. Just has to keep his heart rate going. Dwight Yoakam plays like a, I think he plays like a third, not third, like a, a black market doctor or something like that. Just a shady doctor. He's, I mean, he's good. In, he's not great. He's, he, he's a good actor because he, I grew up listening to country music. So it, it really surprised me that this was him because he, he, by the time he was acting, he gained quite a bit of weight. And I think he, I don't think he was singing anymore, but. I feel like he's actually a pretty good actor. So, uh, my number four, it, it's Madonna in A League of Their Own. I love that movie so much, and she did great as the act as the part she was playing, which is all the way May, the, the kind of slutty uh, baseball chick. Uh, her and Rosie O'Donnell together were good. They're back and forth. I'm not a big fan of either one. I've never been a Madonna fan, so. Uh, but I thought she did really good in this movie. My number three is Ice Cube. I picked it for Friday because I love that movie. But he's done a lot of good stuff. He, I feel, I feel he's a pretty good actor. You know, he's, at least he's charismatic. He's fun to watch. Friday is great. Next Friday is good. Friday after next is okay. <laughs> I don't know if they kept going more after that, but my number two, I put uh, Mark Wahlberg. You know, he was uh, Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch before he was the actor, so I guess it counts. He was, I mean, he was at least popular for the one song, uh, Good Vibrations. <clears throat> I picked it for the fighter just because I think the probably is the best acting performance I've seen him in. But I mean, he's everything he does is fun. He's he, I just watched uh, was it Days Home the other day. It is all right, not great, but not a bad movie at all. 
It was, it was a fun watch. So he, he, I feel like he's a good actor, you know, if he forget about the happening, you know. So, and my number one is David Bowie for this movie Labyrinth. I mean, I, it's, I mean, I already gave it a ten out of ten. So you know, it's hard not to say he's my favorite one. Um, there's some I didn't count or I didn't even care about, like uh, uh, Jared Leto. You know, I don't know if he was actually a singer or actor first, but I don't like him either way. And there was a lot I hadn't seen. Like, I've never seen Michael Jackson anything. Elvis Presley, I've never saw anything. So, I mean, there's, like every list, there's plenty of movies I haven't seen with these people in them. So, it was a quickly made list. But I feel like there's some good performances in there. Uh, that's that's it. That's all I got. It's a short episode. Um, I was busy all weekend, too. Like, I helped Jesse all day Saturday move. And then all day Sunday, um, <laughs> unpacked from my house, which I've been here for almost two years, <laughs> and we still haven't got everything unpacked. So we were moving stuff around here, trying to get stuff unpacked, and I'm just wore out. <clears throat> so next week, hopefully back to normal. Jesse's setting up the the, the studio in his house, and uh, I think we're gonna do Black Panther. So thank you for listening, if you're still here, <laughs> and. Check you later. Countdown to detail. Get too tough, and your chin is dragging on the ground.